0: back to the Jay and Kale Show here on 104.9 WPXM. Paxton Tool Jay, what's going on?
1: Oh, uh, right after a uh, 49ers win, so I got uh, that pick right. So one of my Super Bowl picks is still alive, I guess. So hopefully we can uh, see if these guys can take care of us here in the next couple weeks.
0: Jay, I'm still messing with the audio. We've been on the phone now for, I think, 30 minutes trying to get this straightened out. <laughs> I think I finally found an answer. So once again, the audio should be, it looks a lot louder, looks a lot better. Jay and I both are about the same volume. That's the only thing I'm really concerned about. Audio quality should be okay. Uh, But I'm gonna sound like I'm far away from the mic and I think so is Jay, but that's all good. But the audio levels are the same on my end. Like you just said, 49ers picked up another big win. Anytime uh, Aaron Rodgers can go down, that's a good day, ain't it?
1: Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, we talked about that Niners defense being pretty solid. I mean, they were in his face all night. Secondary was all over receivers. You got a guy like Devontae Adams for Green Bay, who's had—I can't remember what it was exactly—like 90 targets in the last two playoff games. And I mean, they shut him down tonight. So Niners' defense looking tough, and they're definitely going to need it against a high-powered offense like KC.
0: So. Well, right, absolutely. You know, and uh, the the uh, I I didn't get to see much other than the. uh the first half there in the third quarter uh Aaron Rodgers I texted you like I don't know 820 the night and Aaron Rodgers looked like he was about to make a giant comeback so I kind of wanted to stick around and see what that was going to be all about because like you say or like I said or you think it might have been you and you can't ever count out Aaron Rodgers number 12 uh just for the fact that he's gonna make a big run and man there's that play there that 60 yard bomb he threw to I think it was Allison uh Jeromino Allison former Illini but that just kind of made my heart sink down into my chest a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the same kind of guy we've talked about when him and Russell Wilson were going toe-to-toe. He's just a guy that's been here, you know, quite a bit and knows how to win. And they kind of talked about that a little bit tonight, the panel here on Fox, all the analysts, about how he talked to this younger core for the uh, the Packers and said, you know, you're going to have some highs and lows emotionally uh, during this game. We just got to stay persistent, so I mean, you definitely know a guy like Aaron Rodgers' head is in the right
0: spot, so how good how, win and. how good does it feel to not see Rodgers or Tom Brady in the Super Bowl we have two teams, both from the AFC and the NFC, that we're not used to
1: yeah, you know, new blood it's always fun to see
0: the, uh, um, I mean,
1: if for the lack of a better word, I mean, Brady has absolutely dominated, you know, he's got six, five, six rings I mean, the Niners are a team that was obviously the same kind of way, you know, 90s, 80s-ish, Jerry Rice and all those guys. And uh, for them to kind of get back here, it's a long time coming, I guess you could say, and um, I'm excited for it
0: for sure. Broadway Joe, I don't know. I, I fell asleep in the first half, not going to lie. I woke up at about midway through the third quarter. <laughs> I was pretty pretty confident in the old Chiefs, but I woke up and saw that how the first quarter went, and it looks like the Chiefs, kind of had the same, you know, song and dance that they had against, uh, oh, man, the Texans. They had a pretty lackluster first quarter, and then all of a sudden, second quarter, here they come.
1: Yeah, same kind of thing, you know. uh, Derrick Henry and the Titans came came out firing on all cylinders, and they get up 10-0, and, you know, and then you just run into that absolutely explosive offensive unit for KC, who, as we saw against the Texans, has – Unlimited opportunities to put up uh, points. It seems like it's just whether or not they take advantage of them. And when you got that much speed in your receiving core, who can do multiple things—not only catch passes but run the ball—and they can just come out from so many different ways. And they just proved that again today. So
0: not trying to jump all over the map, but with the 49ers, how they just won thirty-seven to twenty. That defense. Oh, this is. There's kind of a route I'm taking this here. The Defense only allowed Aaron Rodgers to score 20 points. That's about like letting Tom Brady, you know, in the Super Bowl score 13 last year and the Rams couldn't do anything on offense. Now, the Browns just hired Stefanski, and he, I believe, was the Minnesota OC, yeah, the Minnesota offensive coordinator who got absolutely <clears throat> obliterated in the last game of the playoffs that they played. Uh, they couldn't move the ball real well. Kirk Cousins was uh, back to his regular stigma um. so Robert Sala the Packers defensive coordinator was also in the running for that how they, the Browns and Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns hired Stefanski over Robert Sala after the performance and now going to a Super Bowl is absolutely mind-boggling because the Browns are just a garbage organization, and I have so much praise for Robert Sala and how much energy he brings and how big of a leader he is and vice versa, everything else. He's the whole package. How he the Browns mess up again is still just absolutely crazy to me. It's
1: crazy. It's almost like a curse, you know. It seems like they've had some pieces come through here in the last couple years. I mean, offensively, obviously Baker Mayfield coming in has some work, but they put some some guys around him, like Odell and, and Landry, and I was kind of the same way with you. I was absolutely shocked that they uh, made that decision just for the sheer fact that, you know, what what he's proven so far, like you said, going to a Super Bowl, and just the success they've had in general, you'd like to think that uh, he would bring something like that to the table in Cleveland, and I I, I mean, I got nothing else to say other than I was shocked.
0: So, speaking of the 49ers and the Chiefs, we got kind of the same situation we've got last year, except um, with with a little bit different title. Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan, old versus young, except it's an offensive powerhouse. You got Andy Reid, guy who can design 70 plays in a week, week in, week out. Kyle Shanahan, who can work the offense with Jimmy Garoppolo and what he's been able to do this year is also mind-boggling. So, I mean, this is probably gonna be one of the most anticipated Super Bowls of my lifetime besides 06 when Lovey Smith uh, lost there with Rex Grossman. Man, that was a fun team too.
1: It was and you're absolutely right. I mean, Shanahan kind of showed it tonight. He had uh, some tricks up his sleeve, some kind of untraditional plays, I guess you would call it as far as guys in motion and things that happened after the snap. And to be honest, the creativity kind of reminds you of an offensive-minded guy like Andy Reid or, you know, not to put our bears in the spotlight here, but, you know, like a Matt Nagy. You have guys in motion, you're running jet sweeps with multiple receivers, and you're, you're pulling guards, and you're pitching the ball out of the shotgun. And, it, you know, there's just a lot of things that uh, don't necessarily fit the the uh, traditional stereotype of football and the way you would think offensive schemes would look. and I'm with you, man. I think it's going to be fun. I'm eager to see if this Niners defense can hold up uh, Andy Reid's scheme and the speed of the Chiefs. And then same way for the Chiefs, you know, obviously we saw tonight uh, We got a running back that kind of came out of nowhere. And same for you know, he runs for over 200 yards. And the establishment of that running game, I mean, really, I feel like kind of carried the Niners, you know. Jimmy G did good and executed, but – he was never really in a position where he absolutely had to be great throwing the ball, so that's always good.
0: Has he been in a position to where he's had to be great throwing the ball all year, though? I can't I really think of one.
1: Me either. I mean, that running game and offensive front for St. Fran and whatever it is scheme-wise, and I guess winning one-on-one battles up front. I mean, they got a two-running back package. Obviously, their, their stud, their, their main guy kind of went out with an injury early in the
0: game. And, but Mozart coming in. And doing the damage that he caused all game. Yeah,
1: it's it was crazy. I mean, I was so surprised to see him put up numbers like that. But I mean, I guess it's kind of an old cliche thing, you know? He saw his buddy go down, and he's like, you know, I gotta take care of business. I gotta pick up the slack. And they uh, they kind of created holes for him at the same time as him making plays happen. And I mean, he just absolutely dominated the ground game tonight. It was kind of was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, the. Uh, uh, I I don't I don't even know what to, what to say. Um, other than I'm so ecstatic, I guess is the proper word uh, to describe my emotions of how that we don't have to look at Tom Brady in the Super Bowl.
1: I know it's crazy. Uh, you gotta tip your cap to a guy like that who's had so much success, and it will probably go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever play the game at the quarterback position. But I completely agree. You know, it was kind of getting into the type of feeling where come on, you're tired, of, you're tired of seeing Nick Saban in Alabama bring home a National College football trophy every year, and you were kind of tired of seeing the Patriots win every year or every other year. And I'm with you. It's exciting. It's a good thing for football, you know, to have uh, new blood in there as far as new teams and young coaches, along with old coaches. It's a really fun matchup.
0: Yeah, uh, Patrick Kane actually just got his 1,000th point in the NHL. So, I good.
1: saw that. Hawks are, uh, Hawks are playing well right now. Four straight wins, trying to make it five tonight. That's a long season, so, you know, that hockey season, if they can get things rolling, they might be able to make some noise to come playoff time, too. Long ways to go, though. So, buddy, <laughs> congrats to him on that 1,000th point. That's big time, and he's uh, – He's a next-level player. He's the kind of guy that's fun to watch, even if you're not a big hockey fan, you know.
0: I just saw a tweet. that says, Arlington Heights kid beats the Green Bay Packers to stop them from the Super Bowl. Robbie is going back. Kyle Shanahan's dad went to Eastern. It's not the Bears, but it will do for now. Go Niners. (laughs) Absolutely. A little
1: bit of of Illinois blood out there. Jimmy G and the Shanahan gang. I mean, Mike was an EIU guy and now his son coaching. It's uh, you know what else a is really good tweet. I love that. It's not it, the Bears, but it'll do. That's good.
0: I like that. And then the Chiefs got some Illini representation too because of uh, Nick Allegretti. He's on the uh, I believe second or third string on the line for the Chiefs, so you know he dresses every game. There's a lot of uh, Illinois products going to the Super Bowl this year. That's good to see.
1: That's good stuff. You know, maybe all these uh, kids recruit wise realize that uh illinois is a place to be and you can make it there and they'll start uh flowing in like nothing
0: you know that's uh that's something that i'm glad to glad to see though for eastern because obviously you know you have tony romo who never made it to one uh sean payton was a quarterback at eastern too i believe and look at what he's been able to do with the saints and drew Brees. now jimmy g is going to actually play in the super bowl i mean that's huge for eastern
1: yeah you know and it's kind of funny you look back on some success stories uh Quarterbacks, and there are a few that have come from smaller schools like that. You know, uh, a uh, Ohio Valley school, or you know, like Carson Wentz wasn't a big D one guy. He was a North Dakota State guy, who, you know, obviously that's a stud, stud program where he came from. Right. You know, if it's a little lower level D one, but still, you know, to have guys have success that didn't come from an Alabama or a Clemson or an SEC school,
0: Michigan or, he, or MSU or yeah.
1: Right, it was. It, it, I always like those kind of stories. It's uh, it's kind of fun to watch everything blossom and those guys, you know, show that they belong, you know, in an essence. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Super Bowl, we'll have more on that. When's the Super Bowl? Is it two weeks?
1: Yeah, February second.
0: So I knew it was the first weekend in February. I just couldn't remember. I don't even know what day it is. So I know it's Sunday.
1: Yes, yeah, Sunday
0: the nineteenth
1: tomorrow the. 20-
0: <laughs> here we go yeah
1: see we're on the same page here this is
0: good content <laughs> I love it going through trying to figure out what day it is
1: yeah it's the 19th you're right we knew that
0: <laughs> oh man Um, what else happened this weekend uh, let's see uh, there's something else I was going to... Oh, yeah. Philip Rivers. I would get this out of the way while we're on the topic of football. Philip Rivers has uh, now apparently moved out of San Diego. Tom Brady has cleaned out the suite at uh, Gillette and has sold his house in uh, Boston. And now he's officially moved to Connecticut. And he said on Westwood One today on his weekly radio, present, or radio interview that he does up there saying that he would be open-minded about entering free agency. So... To me, that just says the writing's on the wall that he's not going to be there. Phil Rivers is gone. Brady in L.A. I mean, I've been speculating that along with everybody else since the season started. I just, the writing there is about to say, hey, Tom Brady's going to be an L.A. Charger next year.
1: Yeah, and that's big time, you know, for that division out there to have a quarterback like that come in. We kind of talked about it a little bit throughout the first few podcasts. I mean, it'd be a good fit for Tom Brady, it's a, a passing. Heavy offense, and I'm sure that the Chargers would probably do their best to maybe put another guy or two around Brady, uh, athlete-wise, whether it be receiver, running back, anything like that. You know, to to help him, or you know, possibly make the offer more attractive, uh, for lack of a better term. So you know, I'm I'm eager to see how that goes too, and I'm with you. I wouldn't really be surprised, and you know, the way Brady talks about free agency. Just kind of shows, and like you said, that he probably is not going to end up where he's at right now, as far as staying and playing in Foxborough.
0: I've on got Sunday, one so. thought about what Brady, could, what could possibly happen to the Chargers. I had a feeling, or have a feeling, AJ Green in Cincinnati. I think is on his way out because that franchise is not good for what he can do for any NFL team right now. Um, <laughs> you can go get AJ Green. Uh if out of Cincinnati, go offer him a contract. You could you still got Keegan Allen as well. I think that's his name. or Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Um on the other side of AJ Green, you got Melvin Ingram in the back. I mean, that's plenty of options for Brady.
1: Absolutely. And I mean like we've talked about, you know, the West football wise is I mean, it's kind of on the rise a little bit. I mean, I know the Raiders were down a little bit this year from what they usually are, but that's a team that's kind of came back a little bit with Derek Carr. And then, I mean, obviously the Niners and everyone they played against all year long. You know, I mean, you got the Seahawks and people like that. I mean, the West is kind of on the rise. Not that they were ever down and out, but
0: uh, there's a lot of good football being played out that way. Who knows what the Raiders are going to do too, moving to Vegas. That could yeah, be. Yeah, that interesting,
1: man. That new stadium looks like a cathedral.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's wild. And it's
1: immaculate.
0: And they're gonna get a Super Bowl there next year because uh, is it either? It's gonna be either there. or Who's else is building a new stadium? LA's building one. Uh, that'll be so now it's gonna be L.A. and Oakland for the next two Super Bowls for sure because Miami just built that new stadium so they uh, get that one, uh, Hard Rock, this year. And then I think it's going to be in L.A. next year, or probably in Oakland, or Las Vegas the following. See, I'm still saying Oakland.
1: Lots of options, uh, for sure, when it comes to the whole business side of things. Uh, new stadiums going up and new stadiums that are going to be, you know, very, very attractive to travel to as a fan as well.
0: So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and move over to the Fighting Illini. Um man what a uh what a game that was northwestern tried to come uh down to central illinois there coming from chicago tried to dethrone us on our own floor georgia bishonishvili would not allow it to happen and let me tell you right now i would assume when he's got the ball in his hands in late game situations i've said this three million times i'm going to say it again is an assassin with the ball yeah
1: absolutely i mean everybody knows that he's our guy and He's the guy we want to have the ball late in the game. I mean, really, honestly, to facilitate a lot of things throughout the course of the entire game. And uh, good, good uh, showing from Georgie.
0: And yeah, with a mid-range well. game. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, that's stuff that we're not really used to seeing from him. Which is something that I feel like could really, I mean, obviously, be a big-time asset to the Illini arsenal if that guy can, you know, kind of figure out his jump shot from, you know. Twelve to
0: twelve extended,
1: eight, eight. Yeah, right. Back to the three-point line, and I feel like that'll just open things up a little more for our guards to get to the rim a little bit. Not that Io can't already get there whenever he wants. I mean, you know, we obviously talk about him being a guy who can create a shot whenever he wants, which is why he's got a target on his back, you know, for for NBA team owners. So, but I mean, a big win. You know, everyone kind of talks about. Northwestern not being that great of a team, and I know the record shows that, but it's not like Northwestern Wildcats are getting blown out in Big right. Ten weeks. You know, they're losing games by, you know, three, five, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8 points. It's not like they're walking around the, the conference getting smacked around. And I'll tell you what, here in a couple of years, that's going to be a team to watch in the Big Ten because they got a young, young roster right now and, and some kids that I think will be some, some really good players when it's all said
0: and done. The sophomore Miller Cop, that kid can shoot and he can play. And under big man Ryan Young, I mean, he, he was – there's some moments in there where obviously Kofi got the better of him because Kofi's just a, just a beast down low. And he's going to sway shots all day. He's going to play physical, which is what you need in the Big Ten. But Northwestern just doesn't have any depth because everybody's hurt. And right, it exactly. really, really showed – Um, But, no, here's the thing, what you said about – I've been preaching this since – and it just made me think of it when you talked about Georgie developing his shot from 12 extended. Um, If the Georgie can develop that shot 12 foot and out, it is going to create more room for Io and Fully's guys who are known slashers to get to the rim to create space, and it's going to space the floor out, right? Because then it pulls that three or four – whoever's guarding georgie it pulls them out to make sure you know that hey we gotta we gotta trust this guy out here as well not just down low because if you look right now the lane is so clogged because you have kofi's seven foot frame 300 pound frame in the in the lane in there you know working hard you got georgie 6 6 11 depending on what what uh you know platform you look at he's down in there trying to create space then you add io Feliz, and kipper if he's on the floor at the same time all down in that lane it's just too congested and then there's no room nowhere for it to go and i don't know that's why having griffin on the floor is so valuable because he's there for the kick out and he'll drain it same with frazier he's been doing that since he got to illinois um there's a lot of upside to the Illini obviously there were some moments yesterday that were a little concerning they just still got to clean some stuff up specifically around the rim
1: yeah I mean I agree there's quite a few uh, possessions you can go back and think about where guys are missing bunnies or offensive rebounds are brought down and then our big guys are taking an extra dribble or two and getting it smacked out of bounds and just little things that I feel like, you know, like you said, could be cleaned up to just make us that much more better and essentially take the next step, which is obviously what we're looking to do to get to 12 wins in the Big Ten and hopefully uh, um, uh, more than fair seating, you know, come tournament time in March. So
0: McGregor beat uh, Cowboy last night. I don't know if you saw any of that.
1: I did. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, everybody rushes to spend money to buy these pay-per-views. And it's kind of a bittersweet thing because it's fun to watch all the prelims, but you never know what you're going to get. Come to the main event. and You sit down and you watch fights for three hours and the, and the fight you waited for last 40 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Well, that's the last fight. I'll be honest. I didn't buy it. Uh, the last fight that I bought was obviously McGregor and Mayweather because that was a once in a lifetime event. Um, so, I bought that one. The prelims were okay, but I will say that was worth the money because it went ten rounds. Or uh, eight, eight rounds, maybe. Eight or ten, I can't remember. But, and, um, you know, I, go ahead. I think that could be something that Conor
1: McGregor could, you know, maybe do if the UFC ever gets to a point where it's too taxing on his body. I mean, he's the type of fighter that's big when it comes to the stand-up game. I mean, not that he can't go to the ground to be successful, but...
0: He doesn't like I mean, the grapple there as uh, much.
1: Right, he likes to stand up and, you know, spar and, and use his hands and uh, stay inside the bigger guy's reach. and I mean, he's lightning fast. and I really honestly thought he was going to take Mayweather down, and I guess, you know, if we go back to that, there's a lot of people that say the decision in that fight could have went both ways. and, and I,
0: uh, I don't, I don't really think that McGregor fight should have ended by TKO. I think that if they would have gave McGregor a full count, that it would have been a different story.
1: Yeah, I do too. I, I really strongly believe that. And then, you know, the fight between McGregor and Cowboy last night, um, not to, I mean, obviously hats off to Cowboys.
0: He's, he's awesome. kind
1: of one of the, he's kind of one of the only guys in that sport that nowadays shows respect and, right. you know, gives respect when it's due and he's not talking trash the entire time. And, you know, he's just kind of a guy that everybody likes, he's a likable guy. And, Connor kind of seemed to mature and grow up a little bit. You know, he wasn't thrown as much shade as he usually does. And, and uh, you know, was thankful after the fight and uh, gave Cowboy the respect he deserved as well. And, and he hugged I his grandma. Connor came at him from a different, you know, angle. Like, that's something a that Cowboy's never seen before. I mean, that's a man who held two belts at one
0: time. Here's the thing. <laughs> in McGregor's standpoint, he's got $100 million in his bank account. Probably more. Oh, yeah. How would you, if you had a hundred million in your bank account, this tells you the drive these guys have to get up at 5. AM and go in some dark gym on a rougher side of town and just get the heck knocked out of you all morning. Not me. I'm out. I'll stay in my yeah. nice cushy house on my or my, in my yacht. <laughs> if I got a hundred million yeah. in my account.
1: That's true. You know, and that's just kind of a, a testament to all professional athletes for the most part, you know, everyone's like, well, I don't know if they should get this paid, get paid this much money. And, you know, it seems like guys are in it for the money a little bit and this and that. But, I mean, pretty much across the board, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, UFC, boxing, you know, any of that, these are guys that could do what they do for two or three years and be set for the rest of their life, and they continue to wake up and do it, you know, because it's what they love to do. And McGregor and uh, Cowboy are a perfect testament to that for
0: sure. Uh, So the Illini won this weekend, just a quick recap before we get into our trivia question. Uh, The Illini won this weekend, Uh, moved to five and two. Uh, Once conference play starts, I always think it's kind of funny how the overall record kind of goes by the wayside. Um, So the Illini improved to five and two, excuse me, with a win over Northwestern, forgot what I wanted to say there. Um, and then they have Purdue at Mackey on Tuesday night. We'll break that game down on Friday's episode, talk about this weekend's events, or next weekend's events as well. Not much NFL going on, so hopefully the MLB makes some moves this week. The Cubs got a pitcher from L.A. in their double-A system. I don't even know who it is, if he's any good. Um, Haven't done any research on that. But uh, let's see. They got a uh, Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl, first time since 1970 for the Chiefs. Uh, a lot of people were pushing for the rematch of Super Bowl One at Green Bay and the Chiefs. That would have been kind of interesting, except that you and I are Bears fans. So, from a fan standpoint, I'm okay with it not being that way. Um, yeah, absolutely. What else? What else happened this weekend? Tom That's Brady's cool out. To say that
1: uh, the Cubs picked up a pitcher from the double-A system out in L.A. Um, Cubs ended up paying one of the Cardinals' main uh, – farm system recruiting guys when it comes to pitchers and stuff like that so you know a lot of a lot of cup fans might be skeptical about a pickup like that but i mean not to toot my own squad's horn but if you're getting a guy from the st louis cardinals farm system who is the same guy who finds guys like jack flaherty you know yeah you yeah might, you might be able to get excited about a double a guy <laughs> if he's looking into him
0: so that's one thing i like about uh you is that we can poke fun at each other since we're friends of the the the, be, the best rivalry in baseball if not sports uh, close to all sports i'll say it oh for sure um but you know that i don't know many people might not be as big on social media as myself or you but it's like that that picture of that dude poking that uh, deal that other i don't know something is inanimate object that's not moving poking it with a stick asking it to do something that's what i felt like with the cubs this year just do something i mean come on we, the cubs haven't done Hardly anything, we've had the Cub convention. Uh, Cardinals Caravan, by the way, came to town last Friday, this past Friday. That's always kind of cool. Your new pitcher, Libertor, was there, and Ponce de Leon, I think, were the two big names uh, that were there. Tyler O'Neill might have been there. I'm not sure. Um, but, no, the Cubs got a pitcher. The Cubs uh, settled a deal with Bryant to keep him there, through, at least through this season. They gave Javier an extension a little one for the season. Anthony Rizzo has not been allowed to negotiate a new contract, so that's kind of where the Cubs are at. And they lost Cole Hamels due to free agency because they weren't going to pay him. And then he went down to Atlanta and signed an $18.5 million deal, which they're going to be good again. The White Sox are going to be good. The Cardinals are going to be good. It's uh. yeah,
1: shaping up to be a fun, uh, fun MLB season potentially, you know, when it comes to all the Illinois and, and then the closely related Illinois squad. Obviously the Cardinals down there in St. Louis, I'm, I'm excited, you know. NL Central race will be, be uh, like it always is, you know.
0: Brewers being aren't being going anywhere either.
1: Right, exactly. That's another squad that's really started to make themselves pretty well known. And once they got a guy like Yelich, who's pretty much more than proved himself here this past year, I really would have liked to see what would have happened if he wouldn't have got hurt. Uh, not that it would have changed a bunch, but possibly could have affected his numbers a little bit. But historical season for him, like you said, they're not going anywhere. Pretty much, baseball in general around here is uh, hopefully going to be exciting. It's definitely looking that way.
0: So, the Cubs had their bullpen woes this past year. They signed Craig Kimbrell, and he didn't go to spring training, which that showed. He gave he had gave up more home runs than he had saves. His first time in his career, he's done that. So, I hope that doesn't happen again this year because we know what Kimbrell can do. Um, in late-game situations. He one of the, he's one of the best closers, I think, in my lifetime, besides the role Chapman, uh, that I've seen, um, that I can think of. There's probably more out there. but uh, No, I
1: would agree with you. He's uh, He's got next-level stuff, and obviously an electric fastball and exploding slider. And, I mean, you know, if he keeps up what he's doing, I mean, he'll be a Hall of Famer.
0: That knuckle curve he's got is pretty wicked, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, his uh, unnatural – his own natural stance he has
0: before he comes set, you know, that's a lot of fun too, you know. Everybody at Busch Stadium this past season was was making fun of him behind the plate. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, Um. you know, and and that's probably the one time I would say that he's had
1: a lack of success. I mean, not very many many times are you going to see a major league team like the Cardinals do what they did against that man, you know, three days in a row, that just doesn't happen very often.
0: Yeah, the end of the season, that was pretty pretty brutal for the, my cubbies there.
1: Yeah, you know, and that was pretty much the highlight of ours. And, but, I mean, yeah, Campbell for sure, next level closer, and I feel the same as far as him being one of the best in my lifetime as well.
0: So So you go off of that, you got the, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, let's get into the trivia question. Let's do that. That might take a minute. I'll reread it. Pull it up. Uh, where was it? All right. What NFL player returned a fumble 66 yards to the wrong end zone? That's a trivia question for from uh, Friday.
1: Did we have any responses? Or? I had
0: one that said Leon Lett. Um, did you have any? I did not have any that I saw. Okay. So, once again, here's the question and the four uh, answers that – are uh, four – Possible answers I'll give you. What NFL player returned a fumble 66 yards to the wrong end zone? Delta O'Neal, Leon Lett, Jim Marshall, or Dion Sanders? I had one that said Leon Lett. I went with uh, Jim Marshall, but I have a feeling it's Dion. What
1: NFL player returned a fumble 66 yards to the end zone? The See, re- I don't think it's
0: Dion. The wrong end zone. Right,
1: the wrong end zone. I, d- I don't think it's Dion. I'm going to throw that one out. And you said our response was what?
0: My the one response was Leon Lett. Leon
1: Lett. So I can't go with Dion. I'm not gonna pick the same as Leon Lett.
0: So that least Delta O'Neill and Jim Marshall, because I picked Dion. Oh man, I don't
1: know. I'm gonna flip a coin. I'm gonna go with Marshall. I
0: got no idea. Alright. It is not Dion. It is not Leon Lett. It's Jay Marshall, or Jim Marshall. Really? <laughs> Your gut was right. <laughs> how about it? I like how This useful trivia gives me a uh, little ding and a little buzzer if it's wrong, so I kind of like that. Uh, hopefully that picked up. So once again, uh, here, here's the... Uh, The actual wild, the end of the midseason game against the 49ers in 1964. Vikings defensive end Jim Marshall scooped up a Niners fumble and raced toward the end zone nearly 70 yards away to the wrong end zone. Both teams chasing him down the field and his own teammates screaming from the sidelines. Marshall ran into the end zone untouched, tossed the ball out of bounds, resulting in a safety for San Francisco and heaps of scrutiny from the media. 1964, the Vikings against the Niners.
1: A Vikings player, huh? Yep.
0: He's a that defensive end. Right? <laughs> 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 you didn't hit About made me spit my drink out my nose. Oh, man. All righty. So, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: Because I know that's cool. That's good stuff. You know, pulling some of them trivia questions out like that. i would never known anything like that, you know, unless you can find that. That's good stuff.
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm going to send you this real quick before we get out of here. This is absolutely this is absolute gold.
1: You got a different one?
0: No, this is just a, a meme.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Yeah, you, you might get a kick out of this one. Oh
1: man, I did. I saw that one earlier. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> Cause we
1: talked about State Farm, you know, that'd be a big payday for them if they have two of their poster boys in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Whoever made that up is genius. But you know, I will say people have way too much time on their hands to come up with stuff like that. This that's, goes that's back funny.
0: to your whole media rant. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I don't think we need to do that again.
0: Oh no, you're, get, you're gonna get me all worked up, man. My blood pressure's gonna be through the roof. I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep. Hey, it's this close to bedtime. I ain't gonna do that to you. Well, I'm sure <laughs> that we'll both have our equal amount of rants once the uh, baseball season kicks off, which pitchers and catchers are in under a month, by the way. So
1: absolutely man i can't wait i've always wanted to get down to spring training hopefully this might
0: be the year yeah i really want to go to mesa are the cardinals are in jupiter right jupiter florida
1: yep they are
0: so yeah and then, uh, the aunt and
1: uncle my aunt and uncle live down in uh, bradenton area and there's a few squads that are down there that uh Play pretty close to there, so I've been to a few games before, but uh, never really made a trip out of it. So I'm I'll be, I'll be eager to get down there. That's a bucket list thing for sure for me.
0: So absolutely, the Illini get a, another win over Northwestern. Not going to say big win, but any Big Ten wins a big win. Proved a five and two in the Big Ten. We got a Chiefs-Packer or Chiefs-Packers Chief Niners Super Bowl. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. We'll break that down as to what we'll think will happen. Um, let's see. Friday's episode will consist of. The Illini game against Purdue from or that will happen tomorrow for you guys, uh, Tuesday for Jay and I. Um, what else? And then I think I don't know who they play Saturday or where they're at. We'll talk Who's about that? that on Friday. The Illini. Yeah, I'm not sure. Either. They played. I'm, I'm eager to see this Purdue game. You know. Yeah, see how Purdue responds up, after. Only yeah, scoring 20. thirty-seven points and, and shooting from like sixteen percent from the field at the State Farm Center, how they play at Mackey. Yeah, and then they
1: turn around and smack Michigan State, so you know that I'm sure they'll uh, I'm sure they'll come in with some a little bit of their chip, uh, a little bit of chip on their shoulder, ready to get back at us. So
0: Friday we'll break down the Purdue game, and then we'll look at Michigan. Is what we'll do Saturday. the when I travel to Ann Arbor to take on the uh michigan at wolverines at 11 a.m so we'll, we can take
1: down howard's squad again i know they weren't ready for
0: us last time so we keep that rolling too absolutely jay it's been fun it's been another fun episode uh, we got the audio stuff figured out i think we're using another different platform here so uh maybe we got that figured out sounds a little better levels look good um yeah that's all i got to say that's about pretty much everything that happened this weekend
1: yeah, it's good stuff. You know, uh, fun time of the year sports-wise, obviously, with the Super Bowl coming up. And give everybody a little bit of a break to get geared up for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, consume a uh, uh, crazy amount of food, you know. there be a bunch of food comas going around. I know Monday's always a pretty tough day after the Super
0: Bowl. So. It might be a vacation day for me.
1: You know, I've uh, been contemplating it as
0: well. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, don't forget if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a download. Go ahead and subscribe, give us a review and a, and rate us on there. How many? It goes up to five stars. How many stars you think you deserve? Same thing with Stitcher on the uh, iOS, Android app. Go ahead and do the same thing. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we look at all the reviews everybody leaves us. Listen time really helps us out. Those reviews help us out. I got some fun stuff planned for Friday already. Um, kind of, it's going to be another long episode, as you most of you know. Mondays are the shorter episodes the Fridays are the longer ones. So, um, yeah, I got some fun stuff planned. I got some more trivia for Friday, uh, some stuff that, uh, Jay and I are probably going to be doing a little more conversation uh, about from previous years of stuff. So, uh, once again, thanks for listening to us, Jay. I'll talk to you Thursday, man. Sounds like a
1: plan. It's always fun. Can't wait. All
0: right. See you Thursday, Jay.